Hello, and welcome to New Philadelphia Ministries Morning Word Podcast, Thursday edition, with your co-hosts Kay and Stephanie. Get ready as they break down the gospel and discuss Christian living. Hello, family. Welcome back to New Philadelphia's Thursday edition podcast. I am so happy to be here in studio with my friend, Stephanie Williams. Hello, hello. (laughs) It is uh, safe to say that we have a teaching culture here at New Philadelphia. And lately, that culture, I think, is just being... uh, improved and and enhanced with discipleship. We, Mm -hmm. in leadership and in our Wednesday night Bible studies, which we stream, um, have been really like honing in on this seed of discipleship. And it occurred to me that, you know, oftentimes when we open up in prayer for our discussion, you know, I pray that our words will go to, you know, whoever's listening and that they'll be encouraged. But I was like, Am I praying that right? Because discipleship requires these one-on-one interactions, encouraging others to grow. So my new challenge this week as we pray is that you will use our conversations as conversation starters. Come on now. To have with those that are in your sphere of influence And that we will begin to have this ripple effect of discipleship um, from starting from this podcast and have it just go as far as our reach can. What do you think about that, Stephanie? I actually think that's that's great. Um, And then given what our subject matter is tonight, um, this is something not only to share with their sphere of influence, but as we begin to open their church doors, we're going to get more into or get back into who's your one. Yeah. Who's that one person that you're praying for? Who's that one per- person that you want to see turn towards God, give their lives to Christ? Or even if they're on the fence or they are believers, but are just the relationship is not there. So this uh, subject matter for tonight would be something that, that um, we can go out and share with that one person or that person that we've deemed our one um, that may be, you know, they have accepted Christ. They understand they need a savior. Um, but they don't understand the relationship part of it and what that means now that they are a new babe in Christ. So I think this will be exciting, and I like the challenge. Once again, we're brain buddies. (laughs) Just share the same brain. We do. We do. (laughs) Sadly in everything, though. (laughs) When we're goofing off, we're goofing off together. Because we are. All right. So um, tonight we're going to be coming from Romans 12, 1 and 2. And this was really uh, funny this morning because this was the scripture that uh, I started reading and started studying a little bit this morning. And then um, Erica, the the praise and worship leader, she uh, put this in our Wednesday worship. And I thought, I just started, I just read this. And I just, you know, so it was right on time. So I thought, okay, God, you have us all on the same uh page this today which you always does usually a lot of our messages are the same yes a lot of them um 
God doesn't, he's not telling one person one thing and telling another something different. He means what he says. And so he's going to give that very clear, very same um, directive to, to each and every one of us. So um, I thought I'm going to stay in obedience here yes. and, and we're going to go with this scripture. So it is Romans 12, one and two. And Kay, if you'll pray us in, then we'll get started. Awesome. Heavenly Father, we just thank you once again for giving us this opportunity. And Father God, we don't take it for granted. Though this is our habit or our custom that we come week after week, we know that there is nothing the same. There is a fresh anointing. There is a fresh word. There is a fresh calling to what you want to do. Yes. So, Father God, jar us up, stir us up, wake us up. Uh, even those that are maybe experiencing a little mundaneness in their routines because we have made it thus far into our 2021. Father God, remind them that there are brand new mercies. There are brand new revelations. You have made us new. And so we are excited about the new thing you're doing. We're excited about the new challenges you're giving to us um, as leaders of this podcast. We're excited for the challenge that you're posing to all the listeners that they too begin to engage in conversation with those around them. Father God, you promised that you would never leave us nor forsake us. When you yes. gave us that great commission, you said, remember, I am always with you to the end of the age. So Father God, we take comfort in your presence with us as we do hard things, as we might have hard conversations, as you challenge us, we take comfort in knowing that you're with us every step of the way. Thank you, Lord. So thank you as you give Stephanie boldness and courage and accuracy, and thank you that you give me uh, insight to ask questions and, and to really make this lesson applicable to those that are listening. So Father God, we give you thanks in advance, oh, and yes. we bless you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. All right, so Romans 12, 1 through 2, and we know that this uh, scripture is very familiar. Mm -hmm. um, we read it all the time. We recite it all the time. Um, but we're going to dig in a little bit and, and just talk through this. And I think the climate is, is, is right because I think the world needs to see something different as we call ourselves Christians, and we are Christians, I don't want to say we call ourselves, but the world really needs to see us living that out. Yes. And that's how we can most make a difference is if we are living out what God's word says. Um, and I'm going to read from the King James Version because my sister Kay said that this is one, <laughs> this one hits differently, as she said, uh, from the King James Version. So we're going to start at Romans 12, uh, verse 1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. So conclude with Lord add a blessing to the reader to hear <laughs> his word that's what you do when you read the King James come on now come on now all right so Paul is talking you know of course to the, the the Roman church he's talking you know and this is a church that's mixed right you know the Jews I don't like saying that word the Jewish people um and then also the Gentiles so there's some 
clashing as he talks back um, in the first 11 chapters about, you know, following the law, not following the law. What does it mean? Um, and one portion of it, he talks about, you know, the circumcision and and, you know, what good is that circumcision? And he talks about, you know, did was Abraham counted a friend of God before or after the circumcision? It was before. You know, what good is it if the inward, because really the representation of the circumcision was just, it was an inward um, change. It wasn't, um, it was to, to, to draw back, to pull back, to really see the condition to, to the inward um, our, our heart. And so if that, was just an outward expression and nothing has changed, then circumcision was for not. Um, so Paul is really trying to say, you know, Hey, listen, this is about, you know, all of the mercies, all of the goodness, all of the grace of God, and even how he, um, extended beyond his chosen people, to the Gentiles to provide an opportunity for salvation, an opportunity for reconciliation. Um, and so this is what, because of his mercies, it's, it's our reasonable service. It's, it's only, it's the least that we can do, so to speak. I like that. The least we can do. Yeah. Okay. So as we begin, <clears throat> And he says, therefore, that therefore is talking about all that stuff that Paul has just kind of run down as usual. Paul kind of builds it, builds it up to, hey, listen, I'm going to give you the stat sheet um, of of here. Here we go. This is this is why you right. should do um, these things. I'm not saying you have to do them. I'm saying you should want to do these things because and he's given that laundry list um, before. So when he says, um, the mer by the mercies of, of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Let's talk about sacrifice. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? You know, when we, when we talk about our, our bodies, you know, is it just our physical? Is it just, you know, some of, some of what, okay, I, I come to church. I serve on this, um, in this ministry. Um, I, you know, yeah, I go to church every Sunday. I'm not just that first and fourth or first and third. <laughs> or is it, what does it really mean? Does it go beyond that? What are your thoughts, Kay? You know, I like when you were just talking about Abraham's circumcision, you know, there was shedding of blood when he was circumcised. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sacrifice makes me think of that pain, <laughs> something hard where, you know, there, there must be some, real commitment to this, mm -hmm. you know, and thinking about just the fact that sacrifice is something I think about that scripture, um, you know, when you pray in secret and he rewards you openly, mm -hmm. like the sacrifices we make to do the things that we do in ministry, they don't often happen on Sunday when everything is on full display. They happen when no one's watching, when no one is around, when it's just you and God. Mm -hmm. And so sacrifice makes me think of like doing the, the paying your dues, you know, doing that thing that is hard, in secret, and only between you and God. Mm -hmm. And really, when we think about, because we have all the great examples in um, Leviticus and and or you know even um, in Genesis with uh, Abraham having he was God was saying 
sacrifice your son. Mm. The son that he prayed for, this son that he finally got with Sarah, sacrifice him. Yeah. And 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 his son is like, where's where's the offering? Where's the sacrifice? He's like, God will provide. You know, and so that would be hard. Yeah, that would be hard. But God was even in his wisdom showing us, you know, I took Abraham to the brink of sacrificing his son. I sacrificed mine for you mm. because I love you while you were yet. And it says it earlier in Romans, while you were yet in your sins, Christ died for us. Right. While we were still in our sins, he died for us. So where he took Abraham right up to the brink of right and then provided a lamb. There's another reference. Um, he fully committed, sent his son, his son fully committed and, mm. and followed through the plan of God for us to be reconciled back. Mm. And so, um, and it was his mercy to want to save us, yeah. to want to draw us back to him that then we can present our bodies. It's um, and it's saying our whole selves in entirety. Um, is it's the totality of totality. I read this somewhere. Totality of one's life and activities, um, which is body is the vehicle of expression. So it's the everything, our very being, because that expresses to not only ourselves, not only to God, but to others that we are, we, we recognize what God did for us. And so we offer our lives back up to, to, to God, right? right. Much like I was at Hannah that offered her son, yes. Samuel, right? She, God gives me a child. He gave, and that was those prayers in secret, Come right? On. Those were those prayers was where it? she was in there mumbling and mm. crying and, 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 um, was it, is it Eli? I think thought yeah, that he was, yeah, he thought she was drunk. Um, and she was in there mumbling and crying. She endured all, uh, that, and I, and I saw the lady's name earlier, but, Panina. Panina. That's what it was. I don't know. And it was funny because I, I, that popped up when I was reading about something else. But it just talked about, you know, she in her in secret, in her just in her own prayer, her personal prayer, praying to God. And then when he blessed her, she offered that child right back up to God. Right. Wow. So you think about that. Let's let's we can stay there for a second. Yeah, you know, let's worth staying that to me. Um Again, just building off, like you said, the in secret versus, you know, when with what everybody can see. Everybody mm -hmm. saw her have this child mm -hmm. and they could have assumed that he was like any other child that, you know, hey, she up and got pregnant. Mm -hmm. But nobody knew like that journey to mm -hmm. motherhood for her. Nobody knew, like you said, the embarrassment she bore, you know, the taunting, the, the torment. Ta exactly. And I mean, you see the, I think we've been talking about perspective in women's ministry, so I'm going to tie that in here too. The perspective that, you know, on the thing that you want, the son was the thing that she wanted, right? And so when we're talking about sacrifice, I think we amplify the thing that we're giving up more mm. than the, the, the faith that it takes to get the thing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like... The thing, her having a son was huge, you know, it, it, 
children are a blessing from the Lord. They are worthy of whatever, you know, prayer investments you need to make. But at the same time, the faith that it took to take said son and return him to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Hello. That's better than 10 sons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the part that I think God is screaming, you know, that's what you need. Yeah, you want the son and I, I'll gladly give you the son because I'll give you every good gift. Mm-hmm. But don't miss that. I also gave you the faith to believe for that son. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you the faith to return him back to me. And I think God is challenging us with that. Yeah, you can believe for stuff. I mean, we got that whole name it and claim it generation, that whole fad. Yeah, you manifested a Bentley. Yeah, you manifested the job of your dreams and you said you got it by spending around two times, whatever, whatever. That's not the thing. That's 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 not what 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 Mm. sacrificing is about Mm -mm. here. Like, I'm not going to put twenty dollars in the offering plate, believing um, that it's just going to drop down (laughs) (laughs) two big money bags. in my lap I'm not gonna do that because that's not a sacrifice that's like uh uh that's that's not even what they do in Vegas I mean that's, well, maybe well, that's well, what they well, do. that is kind of what they do in Vegas I mean but you get what I, where I'm going that's mm-hmm. not where we're trying to go with our relationship with God we are trying to get to the place where my faith is 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 going to guard my thoughts mm-hmm even when it looks crazy, like Hannah looked to other people, my faith can guard my thoughts to, and in our verse, Romans 12, 1 and 2, I'm not going to be conformed to the world. I'm not right. going to think like them. I can be peculiar. I can be different. I can do what God tells me to do and reap his results and, and give him the glory for yeah, it. Yeah, amen. And and Paul was talking, and that's what he was telling the the the, the people, you know, your faith, that faith. Faith. It's not your works. It's not right. anything that you did. It's by the grace of God through faith. He saved, right? And so that's why we ought to then in turn offer ourselves back up. And, and it's a reasonable worship. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but going back to Hannah, when he blesses with that job, mm-hmm. when he blesses with the Bentley with the Toyota, <laughs> with the whatever means of transportation he provides. It's not so that we hold on to it and we hoard it for ourselves. It is so that we offer it back up to him. How do you want us to use this? Yes. And so all the things um, I remember taking um, the spiritual gifts test. Mm-hmm. And I think it talked about uh, do you are you want one of the questions was like, do you offer your home up? Mm-hmm to you know people right and i think that one kind of stuck out a lot you know because it's like man he he blessed us with this house but do we really offer it up maybe for service do we really offer it up for um for the use of uh the ministry yeah my toe said ouch right i think everybody's (laughs) did it because i even like nudged my husband i was like you don't do that Right. I think I've had women's ministry at my house once young women's ministry. Right. But how and I think about just as a as a reference, when we started the church, Pastor Matthews and Miss Charlotte offered up their home as that was 
Ground Central. That was first we started meeting at their home. Then we started, you know, if there was equipment that needed to be kept, if there was rehearsal that need, we were in their living room. Come on. With microphones, we had the whole setup. We are surprised that their neighbors didn't say, what on earth is going on over there? But they offered up their, they used it. They used the home that God had given them, that God had blessed them with, and offered it back up to God. And what an example that is. And, and, And our example, because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, to offer that back up to God because he has allowed us that he saved us. Then he's not left us. He given us a comforter that lives on the inside of us. Why not offer ourselves back up those things that we hold? Like you said, we play so much um, emphasis on the prayer Versus the actual gift and what to do with the gift when he gives it to us. Um, Why not offer ourselves back up to him? Yeah. He saved us for what? I guess would be the question. He saved us for ourselves? Mm, That doesn't. No? It doesn't jive. No. Mm -mm. So then as we get further on, and I know I'm jumping around, but when it says that we find out the perfect will of God for, you know, for us, then we understand what he saved us for his will, for his purpose, for his, and then we can be able to do that. But let's keep going. Um, we probably Before spend a little. Oh, I just nope. wanted to share the other part of that testimony. <clears throat> I'm sure, Pastor won't mind. His credit couldn't get it. <laughs> his house is a blessing from God because he knew that in and of himself, that house didn't come uh, by his own means. Right. And I think that helped even more for those times when. Even not saying that he did, but even if he was like, man, I wish I could just come home and kick my feet up. No, he's reminded that it was God himself and his blessing and his grace that even got me, you know, the house. So I think that it, I mean, just perfect example there that when we have a proper perspective, we can make right decisions Mm -hmm. that will put us in the will of God and his will is there's there's no substitute for it that that it is the perfect will for a reason because that's the best outcome that's the best scenario. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And it's what we have to get ourselves um, in the mindset of is he's not asking us a life for a well let's let's put it this way mm-hmm. he's not asking us for a physical life for a life do you know what I mean right. You know, Jesus died for us. We have to physically die for him. You yeah. know what I mean? We're not doing no Al-Qaeda, no, no <laughs> Taliban. There you go. <laughs> you don't get us in trouble. Okay. I'm, I might be asked. <laughs> but there's, there's none of that. We're not. It's not. It's not a. That's not what he's asking. And, and, it, and, it, and so we won't be put to death in that respect in a physical respect. Now, of course we all are going to die. We all have that death date, but we're not, you know, he's not saying I saved you. Now you got to die and you're coming, you know, he's saying, you know, Christ fulfilled that for us. Yes. Right. He was that perfect lamb. He was that holy lamb. But what he's asking us to do is to offer our life. Right. Right. Um, back up to God. And what is that scripture? Um, and I believe it was Paul. 
Um, what was the scripture? Oh, it talks about life. Um, um, I got to come back to it. Um, our I, life is hidden in Christ or not? That no, one? because it, it tells the it, life we now live. We live. Um, who's, whoever oh. should. Um, to gain his life has oh, to lose his life. It. That's where Come I'm going. On, okay. There you go. Look, she's a walking concordance. Work, brain, work. <laughs> Please work. <laughs> you know, to gain your life, you have to lose your Amen. life, right? Yep. And what he's saying about he's not saying lose your physical. He's saying give up the, the what the fleshly desires. Your will. Give up your, you know, your will. He gives us, but our will should then begin to line up with God's will. Yeah. It goes back to the whole abiding thing, right? Um but I, I like this part because it gets down to this is our reasonable service. This is our spiritual worship. This is mm-hmm. um, we are. And, and I think this is it says it in James that we are priests. Right. Yeah. And we have the high priest. Right. Which is Jesus Christ. So we are that representation of those Levitical priests, those sacrifices that they made. They had a, they were set apart. They had a service that was they were only to do for God. Um, only they were to do for God. We have now been we are those priests. We have been set apart. Um, there had to be some holiness. Right. There had to be a way of life that they lived because, remember, they couldn't go in there. They had the little bell on their thing. We just talked about the whole mm-hmm. tabernacle. Mm-hmm. So if they uh, went in there and they weren't right. And they heard some stuff going on. They had to pull them out, right? <laughs> that bell rang. They had to pull them on out with the rope. <laughs> so as though the represent, representation of those Levitical priests, of the, those that have been set apart by God, right? We have been called. We have been predestined. Um, we are set apart. He's asking us to live, um, you know, in a, a life that's pleasing, right? We won't be, and we say this all the time, we'll never be sinless, right. but we need to learn to sin less, right? We've got to try to get our lives to look the way that God would have them to look. We want to be that representation. Um, and I think we we sang this song before. I ain't, I'm not singing it, but Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, that's pure and holy, right? Yes. Tried and true. You know, being that living sanctuary that people see, right? Within that sanctuary, our lives reflect godly living. We are trying to take what's what the, what God says is is right. We are agreeing with God. Uh, Mr. Gina always says this: Do we agree with God with what He says about things? You know, and then do we implement them? Right. You know, does our life look like what God says it should look like? So that it is pleasing unto him. It's that sweet aroma, right? The sweet aroma from that sacrifice that was done, um, you know, in the, um, you know, the law, right? It that pleasing aroma, that fir- that animal, the first fruit, the the had to be without blemish, right? It had to be perfect. It and and that and Jesus was that Lamb of God. But does our life look? Are we trying to make it look? or not trying to make it, or are we trying to live our lives um, so that not only God can see, but others can see the God in us and be that representation of God. And then when he does bless, 
you know, and those and they see the outward expression of what he's done on in us on on the inside, then they can see that it was because of him and he be glorified. And that's really all Paul. He was trying to say, this is what God has done for you. This is how we ought to in turn um, worship and 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 offer ourselves back up to him so that people can see and he gets the glory. It's all about him getting the glory. Um, but when we live our lives in such a way that yes, we're Christian in name only that's this like, what did he, we, 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 we taint or we just diminish what he did for us. I guess is the best way I'm trying to say that. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we talk about worship that is pure and worship, um, that is sincere, you know, it's, it's based off the attributes of God. It's based off his character, who he is, mm -hmm. what he's done. And I think when we talk about sacrificing, that is the proper response to God as redeemer, as the great purchaser. We can't forget that we are bought with mm -hmm. a price. Yes. And as the purchasee, our response to the purchaser is not, if I feel like it, I'll do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Or, man, you know, it's inconvenient at this time to, no, as the purchasee, your response to the purchaser who snatched you from death, who saved you from a life of aimlessness, futility, and shame, <laughs> grit, everything else, is, yes, is an enthusiastic, unabated, like, no qualms about it, yes. And that is the heart that is the heart state. That is the heart condition that Abraham had that you just referenced when he was giving his son who his, hello, the, the, the apple of his eye. That was Hannah's heart when same situation, the son that she prayed for, like we can take lessons from these characters, from these people in the word and see that their, their yes didn't come because it was easy. Their yes didn't come because it was convenient and all the stars were lined up for just that time. No, their yes came out of the realization that this is my proper response to that person who has bought me. Amen. Who has taken me and saved me. Amen. And then Paul says, and be not conformed, right, to this world. He says, and be not conformed. Because he's told us what we should do, but the, he told us that, you know, we still um, are threatened by the presence of this evil day, right? We're still, we there's some pressure to conform to the ways of this world. There's some pressure to live quietly. Yes, I'm a Christian, um, you know, but we're not uh, broadcasting that or advertising that, right? So there's some pressure. Mm, everybody else is doing X, Y, Z. I'm going to go and do X, Y, Z. Um, there's some pressure, you know, everybody else is saying, you know, um, live your best life now. I've got to live my best life now. Uh, 
he said there there's pressure right um we you know as christians they they a lot of times we get told that we don't have a lot of fun when that's actually not true at all uh but because they they don't see fun they see fun as the world sees fun you know they're not christians aren't you know making it a habit of out in the club or out to dinner all the time glorifying their flesh all the time or having wine all the time or having you know doing all these things and some will say you know no I don't drink and I you know I don't drink I don't smoke I know that things are lawful not everything is expedient or helpful as the as the scripture says um so to to the world it looks like um we don't have any fun but it's actually quite opposite you know, we're, we're, we're living a life of joy. We're living a life that is pleasing unto God. And because we've chosen this life there, we actually do have a lot of fun. <laughs> we have more- See the past 50 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Because <laughs> I can just tell you. My idea of fun and your idea of fun is totally different because even when I was in the world, my idea of fun was not hanging out at the club. You know, I'm that person looking at my watch going, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Funny story. I must have been I just got home from college and my cousins wanted me to go out. And they said, you only we only try to make you go out at least once a year. And I said, "Okay, fine. Why did I go out on the day that it was the when when you're like, what is it? fall backwards oh it was daylight savings and it fell backwards so we gained an hour so i was i was in the club looking at my watch going oh yeah it's almost time to go home and they were and the dj was like nope like oh they got me uh that's how much i don't enjoy that life you know but it's not about you know god being controlling and taking you know just everything away and these things away from us that he's trying to show us that honestly if you do it the way I say do it you you do have that life and you have it more abundantly you do have that joy you have that peace you you have a good time and I don't know that I've smiled so much I've I've, the praise parties we have sometimes there's 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 Hey. If you want to sweat up a good shirt, just mm-hmm. come to the praise party. Yes, we we, <laughs> you know, there are some things that we get to do, as, and I say get to do. It's a privilege that we get to do as Christians, um, and and being a part of the body of Christ that I wouldn't trade for the world. Um, but still, we do have those pressures out there. Yeah. Um, and we and Paul. And that's why Paul is reminding us because he knows that. Those and they sneak up. Sometimes we don't even know um, that we're giving in to some of those pressures, right? But that's right in line with um, what I was thinking about toward the end of the verse when he's describing um, the characteristics of the will of God. He uses the words "good," "acceptable," "perfect." Like Mm -hmm. each one of those words, I I think stands out to me because it. He says, I'm telling you what this is so that you can know how to prove or identify the Mm -hmm. will of God. So there's lots of people walking around saying, well, 
I don't know what God wants from me. I don't know, you know, what he's telling me to do. I have all these choices at my feet and I don't hear him telling me pick this one or pick that one. And I think you have to simply look to verse two and say, is it good? Is it acceptable? Is it perfect? Good. If we look back to Genesis, we have a wonderful, beautiful example of what is good. God looked at everything he made and said, it is good. And what did he mean by that? He meant it lines up mm-hmm. with what I said. His word, the words that he speaks to us, his written word, his rhema word, the words that come from uh, believers that are assigned to mentor, disciple, and, and mold and shape you, his word, if it meets that qualification of lining up with his word, then it is good, acceptable. I think of our friends in Genesis again, Cain and Abel. It speaks to the condition of your heart when mm-hmm. you are in that position to give or, or to do something for God. If if he calls our worship acceptable when, when we've surrendered to him, then I think it's the same measure with um, our sacrifices and, 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 and our proving what his will is. What is acceptable is that which is done in a right spirit, in spirit and in truth, to borrow the words of John 4. And lastly, perfect. I mean, when we think about Jesus, there is none comparable to him. And I think about God using those same words to describe his plan for my life, that there is no substitute mm. for the, 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 the wonderful plan I have for UK. There is not a plan B to my A plan because nothing can compare to that. There is no easy button in this one, but guess what? It's going to blow your mind. It's going to be exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. And that's how we've got to approach, I think, um, the hard parts of sacrificing on a daily basis. That's how we've got to approach the hard task of, you know, leaving the world stuff Mm -hmm. behind. We, we, we can't do it with a, oh, I really want to go. Right. <laughs> but God is saying no. Right. No, because if you do it that way, trust me, next weekend you're going to be in the club. I, I can raise my hand and say I, I've said no a bunch of times with the sad face. And, and guess what happened? Eventually <laughs> I caved. <laughs> but you bring up a good point, and And I want to back up just a little bit um, because I did mention, you know, um, that those pressures keep happening. Um, but all the words, the, the, the present tense or the um, continue, there's a continuousness to it. So he tells us, you know, um, to present. Right. That's a continuous state. Um, uh, be not conformed. That's a continuous state. Be transformed uh, by the renewing of your mind. It's a metamorphosis. Right. It, it, it's um it's a total change from the inside out, but it is a change that keep you continuously do. It's that 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 sanctification part of it. It is continuous. Like you continue in that state. Um, you don't do it one day. You said no. You escaped this one time, right? But the next time you they ask, uh, you cave, which all of us have done, right? And a lot of times we we think we celebrate, right? You know, I passed that test. <laughs> Got haughty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right before the fall. Right. <laughs> I passed that test and the, and the enemy's like, and before you know it, you're turned on, you're knocked on your butt, you're turned on your heel. Um, he has uh, 
got us and we don't even realize we've got and it's not even that he has gotten us we've just let our guard down and we just got a little full of ourselves and didn't realize that that transformation has to keep keep going yeah that transformation through prayer through reading god's words to 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 staying close to him, to staying in fellowship with your brothers and sisters, because not because you just only want to hang around church people, but because like-minded people um, will keep you and be that accountability partner for you. Be, you know, staying where, no, I don't just go to church on, on first and third Sunday. I, I, I'm, I'm there every time the door is opening, open. Why? Because I recognize that in order for me to live out this scripture, I need to be in a place where I'm constantly being reminded, constantly being fed, constantly being taught. I have my mentors that I'm connecting with, right? I have those that, that sphere of influence, like you talked about earlier, that um, is keeping me, you know, to where I'm connected. That's why... Um, when you when you see us as Christians, um, our lives look like, yes, we're always in church and yes, we're always around those same church folk. And yes, because by doing that, it helps us to stay connected. It helps us to not get so distant to where, oh, yeah, now I'm, I'm home instead of being at Bible study. And, oh, the you know, the the housewives are on and and oh. Look how they just resolved that conflict. Now I resolve conflict this way, you know, or um, or looking at what they have or what it that the lifestyles that perceived are perceived to be this great thing and, and coveting that and wanting that and pursuing that and not pursuing God. Um, so that's why it is good to stay connected, to stay in um, fellowship, to stay in his word prayer. And we talk about, you know, we just finished our, our series on prayer. Um because it's a, it's ongoing. So being transformed is ongoing. Um, and he tells us that the key to this change is the mind. It's the control center of one's attitudes, thoughts, feelings, and actions. I think you said it earlier, the will, right? Um, as one's, one's mind keeps on being made new by the spiritual input of God's word, prayer, Christian fellowship. Did I not just say this? I just was talking, you know, because this is what God was giving me. And then I, here I am looking at it. Um, but it keep, our lifestyles continue to be transformed. Our life, our, our, on the inside, we begin to love those things that God loves. And that's when it becomes pleasing and acceptable, right, unto him. So... I, that's that's my thoughts but um just a little nugget that came to us today I um, love it. so any thoughts Kay? i think that was just mm-mm good i i hope y'all um find some good conversation starters in what we've um shared if you go back and look at it more in a study bible and you want to pick up something so maybe as you're having lunch at work and somebody sitting next to you, you can just pop a little, you know, like, man, a thought-provoking question would go nicely here. And there you go. <laughs> You're welcome. Or when the next time someone challenges you, your 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 family or your friends, you never hang out mm. or you never do this and you never do that. And you tell them that you're being transformed, right? Uh-huh. You're asking the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. To renew your mind, 
Um, and, and, and you're just trying to, you know, keep that connection and stay um, abiding in God and then see if they like you said, that's thought provoking. And so hopefully they'll what do you mean? And then you can share. Alrighty. So, well, we have enjoyed our time. I don't know if our ramblings made any sense to anybody, but I pray they did because <laughs> they did for us. <laughs> so we will see you next time. We will just look to the Lord and just uh, give him all the glory that is due unto him. Heavenly Father, we do thank you. We thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, that you um, just continue to, to, to put your your word um, in our hearts. Um, you continue to uh, connect with us and give us a, 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 a word for not just for others, but for ourselves, that we be reminded that we um, present ourselves, uh, you know, to you, Father, and that it is our, our reasonable uh, service. Um, and Lord, we say thank you. We thank you for your grace, Father God, that we have life and we have it more abundantly. We have it because of the, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Because again, while we were yet in our sins, Christ died for us. And for that, Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we thank you just for being who you are. Thank you for being a sovereign God. Lord, let us, when you, when you give us that instruction, let us yield to it, Father God, and recognize that what you and your will is for us uh, is best, Father God. Um, and not just be led away by our, our, our own flesh and our own desires, Father God. So, Lord, we, we say thank you. We pray and ask you forgive us of our sins, Father God. We pray and ask that you, you continue to keep us healthy. Father God, we thank you that you've, you've kept us thus far throughout this pandemic. Father, we pray for those families that have um, just been hit the worst by it, Father God. We just lift them up to you right now, Father God. We pray for healing, Father God. Lord, and we just pray and ask that you continue as we open the doors to the church, Father, uh, that as people begin to come back, Lord, that you continue to keep us safe. Lord, that your word pours out on us all the more that we not only are hearers, but we're doers, Father God. Um, and we just say thank you, Lord. We thank you for just being brought back into your family. We thank you for that gift that we have been grafted in, Father God. We thank you, Lord, um, that you loved us enough, Lord. And we just give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory that is due unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Hey, ladies, if you enjoyed today's convo with Kay and Stephanie, we encourage you to connect with the other awesome women of New Philadelphia Ministries. The third Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m., the women's ministry connects virtually for fellowship and Bible study. And for my ladies between 18 and 30, we have a bonus group just for you. If you're looking for a group of women to do life with, to freely discuss the challenges and rewards that come with keeping the faith and navigating your Christian walk, please join us the second Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. We thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. For more information about New Philadelphia Ministries, please connect with us on your favorite podcast platform, Facebook, YouTube, and visit us at newpministries.org.